Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back, Bears fans. It's another edition of Bears Nation podcast preview episode today with the upcoming Giants game. The New York Giants come to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Bears trying to get a bounce back win after the ugly loss on Sunday night football. Joined myself, Jake Sign, by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano once again. We're going to break this game down, bring it to you give you everything that you need to know going into this game, everything that you want to hear. Boys, I think the first one is that Mitch Trubisky has been back at practice. He's been a full participant, listed as day-to-day, but it sure looks like he's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play. Uh, I would highly, I mean, again, you, you practice in full two days in a row. Uh, no reason not to play again if he doesn't, especially after this news that he is full in participation. It's just going to cause more controversy. So uh, let the kid play. Uh, see what he can do against a, a terrible Giants defense. Maybe it's a chance for him to gain a little bit of confidence. Yeah, um, pretty pretty funny that, uh, you know, that injury healed up pretty quick. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's I'm I'm definitely, you know, I, I, I'll i never root for the Bears to lose 100 um, percent. And I, I know you guys feel the same way. Um, mm-hmm. So we're hoping for a win. Uh, nothing changes. Um, I mean, it, it, it definitely won't be as fun. Um, but, you know, a win is a win. We'll, we're still going to break it down and, and hope for the best. Yeah, it's definitely a little weird how Trubisky is already fully participating at practice again. And that just seemed to have gone away so fast. But I'm still in the camp that you roll with him. You just see what you got. See, see where the bar is. See, and just try to evaluate him anything, everything for next year and see what you got. So I have no problem with him playing. Uh, you're definitely going to lose if you play Chase Daniels. So at least with Trubisky, you can still work on some stuff, I guess, is the silver lining there. Yeah, I mean, look, like... As, as much as what's gone on uh, through all kind of the smoke and everything and, and all the mess that's been going on the past two weeks, you know, what Matt Nagy said and what we found to be true is that Mitch Trubisky has played better football in his last two games. And again, the stats don't show it, but, you know, he hasn't been getting any help. But I mean, against the Lions, right, Mitch Trubisky, three touchdowns. It was, it was a well-played game. He looked good against the Rams. Again, considering the circumstances with terrible offensive line play with receivers dropping passes, even on primetime television in that kind of environment, he looked composed. He looked confident and he played okay, uh, maybe even good at times. So, um, you know, at this point, when you look at Mitchell Trubisky and you see a team that's four and six, uh, like a 1% chance to make the playoffs, you want to see progression 
from your quarterback, and you want to see what he can do. And again, do, putting Chase Daniel in there does no service. It's not going to happen. It's going to be Mitchell Trubisky for the rest of the year. And uh, and the interesting thing to me is why I think Mitchell Trubisky might play well in the coming weeks is there is not as much pressure on him right now. Because you think about a team at three and one or three and two or three and three, those are very very uh, pressure times. You know what I mean? Where the Bears are expected to be good. You know, you got to go out there after not performing well. You got to go out there and you have to perform well to keep your season alive. Well, now that the season's nearly lost, you don't have as much pressure and as much uh, on your shoulders to carry with. So I think he's just going to go out there and play football and play good football against a very vulnerable Giants defense. So uh, you just want to see progression from Mitchell Trubisky and see what he can do in these final seven games and and hopefully take something away from that. Yeah, um, 100% agree with that. Um, You know, I, I think that, that point about, uh, you know, there being no pressure is very valid. Um, I think I think he'll definitely have a good game against his Giants defense. They're not very good. Um, and the last time we said that was against the Lions, and he looked pretty pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting a decent game from Mitch. Um, and, by the way, I, I do think Mitch will play. It won't be Chase Daniel. There's just no, no chance in hell that happens. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm just – hoping the guys around him can can step it up and just you know play for their guy at least you know at this point yeah it's just you you just work like i said to start this you just work on stuff stuff that you want to bring into next year um one thing i will say just a quick shift the defense is the way that this has gone the the way the season has kind of i guess gone off the rails in the last few weeks is don't expect Akeem Hicks to walk onto that field this season. There's no point in putting him in any more potential situations to get further injured. Or and even if he can tough it out, even if he can, uh, you know, force grit his teeth and go out there. And yes, that makes you a better team. But there's no point to risk a more severe injury. There's more no point in forcing anything at this point when you're going to be like that and you're at this point in the standings. So. Um, I'm sorry to all the fans, but Akeem Hicks is not walking onto that field, in my opinion, for the rest of the season. Just let him heal and you know look to next year. I believe his earliest return is week 15, uh, if I'm correct, based I off of what he's right. placed on IR. So unless the Bears are eight and six uh, at week 15, you know he might. I mean, that, come on, we know Akeem Hicks, and we know how hungry he's going to be to get into the game. I mean, no matter what the situation is, he loves to play football, and he loves his team and his teammates, and he loves that culture. Uh, but Dick, Chris did mention if the season is lost and it's just looking like a mess at that point when he can return. Then, again, there, there's no reason to do it. Let him heal. Uh, no, no reason to risk re-injury. I think another guy to bring up, though, is Danny Trevath. And he came up on the injury report, and I believe he was listed, like, week to week or something or, yeah. or, or something crazy like that. And everyone's like, what the hell? How is this guy even listed week to week? I mean, he was never put on the IR, even with that freak injury. Uh, he seems to be healing pretty well. And he's a guy that I think may return because – the the thing that's interesting about that is we're talking about a guy who needs to be re-signed, uh, and we don't know, you know, there's people out there who have skepticism. We all firmly believe Dan Trevathan should be back on the Chicago Bears. He's the leader of that defense. We all firmly believe that, um, but there are people out there who don't, and, and I think he wants to go out there and prove um, what else he can do if, if, the, as soon as he can come back, which I would think is like maybe a week or two from now, which is incredible to say, but uh, I think he's a guy that may return. Yeah, um, you know, I think both of you guys bring up valid points. I think, you know, in my opinion, I wouldn't, you know, risk those guys unless, like Kevin said, 
there is somehow a chance the Bears can, you know, because unless it's mathematically completely out of the question, I think the team will be trying to still make the playoffs, um, even though I think the majority of us know the reality of the situation. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, those guys did return. But, you know, I'm with Jake on this one. If, if you know, if there's no reason to bring them back, I, I definitely wouldn't do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, just 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 trying to hit on Danny Trevathan really quick. I mean, I, I've I've run out of words to to describe him. Um, I think he's just one of those guys where, you know, he's just a blessing to have on on this team. Um, and and you know, I I think that's that's all there is to to a guy like him. He he just he wants to be out there with his guys, and and you can tell he makes it really obvious. Um, and I mean, I I just I I pray to God he he's back next year. I I do think he is, but. You know, I'm, I'm just I would be devastated if, if, you know, they were to let him walk. I think with Trevathan, they bring him back just because of his emotional role with the team. And if you are really going to push again in 2020 and 2021, that he's someone you need. And now with this injury, you know, you probably were a team as the Bears that already valued him more than other teams. And now, even more so with this injury, other teams will be hesitant to sign a, what, 31, 32-year-old linebacker just snapped his arm in half so uh i think they bring him back probably for a discounted price than what you were originally expecting but i agree with chris you need him it's a good point it's a good uh good guy to have in that locker room especially if you're going to try and make such a quick turnaround where you're potentially going to try and go from worst to first yeah well i don't think the bears are going to end up in last place let's 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 just hold let's slow the roll on that i, I do not think the bears are going to end up in last place dan Trayton's still 29 um, so he's obviously entering his 30s in March, but again, this is a you know we've seen linebackers do it at that age. So the Bears 100% should bring him back. And I think again we talk about the personalities of these guys. They want to get back out on the football field and play for their team and play for their teammates, no matter the situation. Uh, and I think that's important because you know what does that say about you as a teammate if you just have the ability to go back out there? You know it's different for a situation like Akeem Hicks because it's later in the season. But for Dan Trevathan, if he's eligible to come back in like week 14 or week 13. You know, it, it, just knowing him, I know he wants to play. And it shows your teammates that, you know, that's how much you love your team and the culture of that locker room. And it would be, you know, not right for him not to, uh, to just sit it out, especially if it's a type of injury that has a low risk of uh, of re-injury, which we don't really know about. I'm not a huge, I'm not a doctor, uh, so I don't know about any of that. But, again, knowing these guys, Dan Trevathan, I think, will 100% want to come back and out there and play for the Chicago Bears and play for his team because he loves those guys and he loves that locker room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, I think we touched on on that. It's just, you know, I I find it hard to believe, like Kevin said, that those guys would want to sit out. But, you know, if if, if things are not looking good, um, you know, I, I don't think they'd, they'd have much of a say if if, you know, the coaches were to tell them not to play. They, that, you know, they wouldn't want to risk it anymore. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. I think that'll that'll also depend on what happens here the next few weeks. So. Yeah, if things continue to slide, then I just think there's no way you risk those guys' uh, health for next year. But if things go the way that Kevin Lapka dreamed a couple nights ago, oh, then I you're dreamed, looking at a whole, couple, uh, whole new scenario. So, Kevin, I will let you take the reins on this in which the Bears get back into contention. 
Hey, you know, oh my God, I saw, uh, I think it was uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, they were the ones who tweeted out. They said, hey, Bears fans, you know, you're telling me there's a chance back in, I, I think, I don't know, three or four years ago, Aaron Rodgers came up to the podium four and six with the Green Bay Packers said, we're going to run the table. And they got into the playoffs. So all I'm saying is the Bears are going to make the playoffs. No, that's not what I'm saying. But, um, you know, you just want to see the team continue to try to win football games. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the crazy thing is in two weeks, the Bears could be 6-6. Six and six, And, again, you're not anywhere great at 6-6. Six and six, But you play the Giants and you, after that, then play the Detroit Lions with likely Jeff Driscoll. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, football is weird. And they're not, it's, again, 1% chance they're going to make the playoffs. But this is not, I do not want to see anybody at all. If I see you on Twitter saying this, I'm going to be enraged. I don't want to see anybody root for a Chicago Bears loss and root for a tank. If I see you do that, you're just simply not a fan of the team. <clears throat> you're just not. I mean, if you're a situation like the Dolphins, sure, rooting for a tank in that situation might be justified. But where the Chicago Bears are at, if you knew this team just one little bit, you would know that they're not going to do that, that the players aren't going to do that, Matt Nagy's not going to preach that, they're not going to preach that in the front office. This team's going to go out there and play hard, and despite you know uh, the frustration and despite all the things that have gone on, they're still going to go out there, and I still think they have the ability to win football games and even beat some good teams in the future, right? I mean, the, the phrase that everyone uses is any given Sunday. And especially with this type of team, I think that phrase uh, holds true because we know of their potential. So, um, you know, we're going to just go out there, and we're going to watch the game, and we're going to root for a Bears win. And if you don't, then simply I don't know what to tell you. You're just not a real fan of the team in that situation. But, um, again, is are the Bears going to run the table? Most likely not. But are you telling me there's a chance? Yes, you're telling me there's a 1% chance. So I, I'm going to cling on to that as much as I can. My heart needs to cling on to it. If, uh, just as a fan, I know you guys feel the same. You, you just got to cling to it, man. It's all I got. It's all I got left. It's the only juice I got left to me. I got to cling to it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's, I mean, he's 100% right. I, I mean, I felt that on a spiritual level. It's like, I mean, it, it, as, as long as they're not mathematically out, I mean... <laughs> You know, it, it, yeah, it, I know. You, you can't help it. You can't help but, you know, just think of, you know, the craziest scenarios, you know, because you want to see them do well. It's, it's you know, it's understandable. But um, as far as the whole tanking thing goes, I know me and Kevin have just been teeing off on this on this subject. But it's just I mean, I, I don't know how you could, you know, root for this team to lose. Um, it's I mean, if we had a first rounder, OK, maybe I'd understand it. But I mean, it's it's not going to happen. This team is going to try to win all. They're going to try to run the table. Um, that's the bottom line here. Um, and we'll see if it happens. Um, I, I, you know, it's hard to be confident that it happens. But like like Kevin said, I mean, there's always a chance. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's always at least a one percent chance. There's always <laughs> that opportunity um, until the math, you know, kicks you in the stomach. But exactly. until then, you're right. You just run with it. See what you can see, what you can do, see what happens. And I'm here for doing that. You know, just let hope hope springs eternal. Right. So might as well. And that starts, I guess, if, if you really believe in this opportunity to run the table and somehow sneak into the playoffs. Well, that starts with this upcoming Giants game. The Giants are a bad team. They come to Soldier Field and you have to take take care of business against them so let's get into this game uh bears welcome the giants into soldier field and we already mentioned akeem hicks danny trevathan still out uh, i think those are the only uh injuries really of note of guys who are going to be out because it seems like mitch is going to play 
So, I mean, what do we think, boys, other than this is a bad Giants team. They're pretty much tanking just for a, a better pick. Um, you know, they're, of course, going to say that they want to win every game that they're in, but you really don't believe that. You don't see that. Um, the only part that scares me is Saquon, of course. So what do we think? Yeah, Saquon scares you. I mean, this is a generational type player, one of the top running backs in football, but he's not necessarily having the year anyone really would have really expected. I mean, this guy was everyone's number one draft pick in fantasy, uh, and he had a fantastic start to the season, was running like he did last year, just unbelievable plays here and there. Um, but, you know, he goes down with that ankle injury, and since that, he hasn't been the same type of rusher. He hasn't cracked 100 yards since week two. And, um, you know, that's such a crazy statistic right there for a guy like Saquon Barkley. Um, that is rushing yards, not all purpose. So, you know, I think the Bears are going to have a great time against this uh, front seven of the, um, or excuse me, offensive line of the New York Giants. And I know it's so frustrating because, you know, we, we said they were going to have that against the Los Angeles Rams and it didn't happen. Um, but this is another bad unit. And any time a bad unit walks up to the Chicago Bears, I expect the Bears to dominate that matchup. I just do because of the talent, because of what I've seen from them. So, um, hopefully, you know, they shut down Saquon and really force Daniel Jones to throw the football because he, although he was another guy who had a hot start, he has simmered down as well and has not looked very good. He's turning over the ball a lot. He's fumbling the football. Uh, that's kind of been a story for him. Uh, but one threat that he does pose is his legs. So they got to have a spy on him because he can honestly move a little bit, uh, as crazy as it may seem. So if they shut down Saquon Barkley, which I think they will, just from what we've seen the past few weeks, I think they should have no issue they kind of let him run wild on us last year uh which led to the giants getting that victory with chase daniel as the quarterback for the bears um but i think they'll be able to contain saquon and really force Daniel jones into, into some tough throws yeah um 100 i think you know the bears defense has to be licking their chops honestly with all due respect to the giants um daniel jones has been you know just he he's definitely cooled down um, and, and like you said, Kevin, I mean, Saquon doesn't necessarily look the same. I'm, I don't know if he's still banged up. Could be could be multiple things. But um, yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm all for, you know, completely taking Saquon out of the game and, and just trying to have, you know, trying to let Daniel Jones beat you. I don't think the Giants receivers are that good. Um, Sterling Shepard uh, might actually be back for this game. Um, and he's probably their best threat. Uh, they have Evan Ingram over there. Um, but I mean, those weapons are not too, I'm not too worried about those guys. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a dominant performance from the defense per usual. Um, and at this point it's kind of like, do we even have to talk about the defense? Cause I know there's, there's one, there's one part of the, you know, part of the team that we're all focused on right now. That is the focus. And because the giants are, and near the bottom of the league in every category, they're allowing almost 308, over yeah. 380 total yards per game. Uh, that's what they're allowing. They're allowing over 250 yards to the air. Obviously, then, if you do the math, over 100 yards on the ground. And they're only getting about 250 yards per game, including a shade over 90 on the ground per game. So, you know, this is a team that, despite Saquon, they're still 24th in rushing offense. So they're not great. I think this Bears defense has an opportunity to make a rookie quarterback who is, you know, under pressure of 
taking the reins and taking becoming the face of the franchise, sort of. And I guess Saquon's already the face of the franchise, but leading the franchise from the quarterback position and force that guy into some mistakes. And we've seen Daniel Jones make some mistakes. So, and the Bears' offense or defense has been taking advantage of said mistakes against Jared Goff last week and even to an extent against uh, Driscoll two weeks ago. So I think there's opportunity there. But, of course, the offense is the story here. And the Giants are allowing over 250 yards per game through the air. So people are going to crush Trubisky if he doesn't have a good game, right? Well, of course. I mean, Chris mentioned well, last podcast. Anyway, but... They're going to crush him anyway. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They're going to crush them anyway. Um, but you look at the, the New York Giants defense, right? They rank, let's see, 30th uh, in opponent points per game, 27th in opponent yards per game, and 30th uh, in rushing. So this is a terrible defense. And... You want to? You saw Mitchell Trubisky capitalize on the last bad defense he played. I mean, you know, he only had 170 yards, but three touchdowns against that Lion defense. So I expect him uh, to do well. You know, and then here's something I was reading. Adam Hoge on Twitter just tweeted this. He said, "Chase Daniel on Mitch Trubisky." Um, I just lost the tweet. My my app just closed on me. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> "Quote: I told him I thought today he threw the ball as best as that I've ever seen him on a Thursday, and that's the facts. That's 100% truth. So if all we're hearing here about Mitch Trubisky, you know, progressing, getting better, and here, like I mentioned, without any pressure, I'm honestly expecting Mitch Trubisky to have a good game, and it's not outrageous." Just to say, I don't want to hear people bashing me for saying Mitch Trubisky is going to have a, a good game. I mean, Chris and I, and I even think Jake uh, predicted he'd have a good game against the Lions. That came true. And I think uh, I'm predicting him to have a solid, maybe even a 300-yard game uh, against the Giants with three touchdowns. I mean, we've been looking for that 300-yard game. It's so elusive, and we haven't seen it in a while. But, again, no excuses against this defense. They're vulnerable, uh, and I want to see them take shots. I think that's the most important thing. Take shots downfield, uh, more shots, more shots against poor secondaries we haven't seen that kind of uh, play calling from Matt Nagy but you know why not at four and six why not just air it out uh, try to make some big plays if you throw a few interceptions oh well uh, but it, you know go downfield and make something happen I, I you know I'm dying here as a Bears fan I know you guys are too to just see a guy catch the ball and run it for like 60 yards I mean it's I just want to see it so bad I think the last one that we saw really that I can think of is is the David Montgomery rush uh, from the Los Angeles game if, if anyone the Chargers game if anyone has anything longer than that since then remind me um, but you know I'm just looking for explosive plays and I think that is what they're going to try to focus on in practice and what they need to do against the Giants get explosive plays yeah uh, you know the Giants defense is awful I mean you guys pretty much nailed it um, their secondary, in my opinion, is probably the worst in the league. Um, so, if, I mean, if our receivers are struggling in this game, I, I don't know what to tell you guys, honestly. I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be lost for words. Um, you know, it, it's just, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was, I was watching um, highlights of the, of the Chiefs-Chargers uh, game on Monday night. Um, and, you know, I was, just, I was just watching the Chiefs offense, and it's just like there's always somebody open, and it's like, man yeah. like like why like you know I've, I've i've wondered that for years i mean it's like 
like you know you watch the Patriots, you watch the you know the Chiefs now, and it's like they, 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 there's someone open on every single play, passing play. Like every single play, there's someone open, and it's like man, it's like when 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 we have someone that's open, it's like you know we're we're almost surprised at this point, and it, you know it should not be like that. Um, but you know on a more positive note, I do think the Bears' offense will have some success in this game. Um, you know. Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, all these guys need to step up. Um, Allen Robinson is going to do his thing per usual. Um, I'm, I'm expecting Allen Robinson to have a field day. Uh, but some of the other guys de- are definitely going to have to step up, and this is a good opportunity to uh, to make that happen. For context, Mitch Trubisky hasn't thrown for over 300 yards in a game this year. The last time he mm-hmm. did it was against the Eagles. So that tells you a little bit of something. Um Mitch Trubisky has five 300-yard passing games in his career. Again, none of those coming this year. He has only eclipsed 250 twice this year. So you have an opportunity. Uh, if you don't seize it, you're going to get crushed. But what I want to see here is just the rushing game. Like, get get the rushing game going. Like, run the ball because the Giants' front isn't scary. You just need to get David Montgomery going. you got to open things up. That'll make things easier for Trubisky. I know it's so easy to say from here, from whatever room we may be sitting in right now, and you know we say these words and do a microphone for fun, but it, it, that's what you got to do, and, and we're not the only ones saying it. I would love to see David Montgomery get over 100 yards in this game. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been calling for it, but you know something I actually – she really liked against the Rams, which we saw because Dave Montgomery was a little bit out with an, well, not out, but uh, limited rather due to that ankle injury was Tariq Cohen was getting uh, a decent amount of carries. Maybe he had nine uh, carries, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that that happened because I think Matt Nagy needs to go back to that balance, uh, but just utilizing him in the right situations, right? That's everyone's biggest criticism of Tariq Cohen when he's in the backfield is why are you running inside, inside, inside with a guy like Tariq Cohen where you should be just running outside with him. Um, So I think, you know, have Dave Montgomery run up the gut, but don't be afraid to utilize Tariq Cohen again in those situations outside because he showed on Sunday he had some nice runs that he could still do it from the backfield and he should and he proved that he should be out there more uh, in the backfield. So, you know, as much as I would love to see the running game going, I think for me, you know, if I had to choose, it's like, okay, would you rather have Mitchell Trubisky throw for 300 yards or have Dave Montgomery run for 100? I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky throw for 300 because I brought this up before. I just want to see them take shots and I want to see explosive plays. I mean, we really haven't seen that. And again, it's a question of whether Matt Nagy uh, doesn't have trust in Mitch Trubisky to go deep or whatever it may be. But at this point, right, you're four and six. You don't have a lot to lose right now against a poor team like the Giants. Take the shots and go deep. So I expect them to do that. And and again, per usual, I expect them to be balanced. I don't expect them to be, uh, you know, fully committed to the run or fully committed to the pass. Just be balanced. And hopefully the offense, I mean, really what it comes down to if the rushing game is the offensive line. Hopefully they make the holes with Dave Montgomery and, and actually give him an opportunity at the line of scrimmage because he hasn't gotten any, uh, especially last week. So, um, again, all this all this bows down to the the offensive line. So we'll see how, uh, how they play and what their response to last week is. Yeah, um, you know, I, I really like that point about um, Mitch Trubisky or David Montgomery. Which one would you rather have, you know, have a good game per se? Um, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I kind of just want, uh, this may be a little bit, you know, speaking more from the emotional side, but, you know, I, I really would, I really want to see Mitch Trubisky have a good game just to kind of shut everyone up, honestly, um, because, you know, it, it's, 
it, it's pretty ridiculous. You know, it, you know, it's just the nature of the sport that, you know, the, the quarterback's always going to catch the most heat. Um, but, you know, it, everyone, you know, every bear, every logical Bears fan knows that this is not only on Mitch Trubisky. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but, um, you know, I just want to see him go out there and light up, light, light the Giants up. I want to see, you know, 400 yards, three touchdowns. I, I, I think it would do wonders for his confidence if he just had a game like that, even if it is against a defense that isn't very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, to the point of the run game, I think, you know, like you guys said, it, it really does just come down to the offensive line. Um, and it seems like at this point, um, you know, Nagy will stick with the run, you know, if the offensive line, you know, is opening the holes. But um, he kind of I don't want to say gives up too quick on the run game. Um, but, you know, when it's not working, he'll just completely abandon it. So I don't know how much hope I have for for that to even happen. But, um, you know, I, I definitely would like to see it happen. What do you think the chances are that we see one or both of Chris's boys, Javon Wems or Riley Ridley this week? Um, I, I think we see Javon Wims that I yeah, think we see an increased yeah. role for Javon Wims. I don't think we see Riley Ridley again, though. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't know the way it's like, we, I think we would have heard a little bit more something about it. So I think we see Javon Wims, but I would assume Riley Ridley is going to be inactive again, but Hey, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I'll have to agree with that. Um, you know, it, it's just, I don't know why they do this, but, you know, they did it with Javon Wims last year and they just, you know, didn't really play him much. Um, kind of, I guess they didn't feel he was ready. Uh, but at this point, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, just uh, the guy just needs, you know, Riley really just needs game time at this point. Because um, if you think about it, you know, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play much this year, I mean, he's basically a rookie next year. If you, if you really, you know, sit and think about it. Um, cause you know, you can learn the playbook, you can learn all that, but until you actually are out there getting reps, it doesn't, it doesn't mean too much. Um, so, you know, I think Javon Wims will get an increased role. Um, you know, we saw Nagy kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say throwing Miller under the bus, but he definitely was pointing, yeah, out, pointing out his mistakes. So, um, you know, I, I'd be shocked if, if we didn't see, uh, more of Javon Wims. And you know who we're going to see? Who? Jesper Horstead, baby. Promoted to the active roster. Give me a little bit of Jesper. I mean, he made a hell of a catch in the preseason. Who remembers that catch? Back corner of the end zone. Uh, He kind of mossed a a guy in preseason. So, hey, I mean, again, that's one of those situations where it's like, why not? What the hell are you getting from Adam Shaheen and Trey Burton? You're getting nothing. Give me a little bit of Jesper. Give me a little bit of Broniker. And uh, maybe we we have a hidden gem in Jesper Horstead. Jesper Horstead gets the people going. It's um, the people going damn straight, dude. I think that I, I'm with you. I think we see Javon Wims, especially if we're in this kind of, yeah, we, we want to say we're still in contention and we're still trying to win every game, but you also need to evaluate some things for next year. I think Javon Wims is the perfect guy to benefit from that. And from when we've seen him, he looks good and he's earned some of that uh, shine. So I, I think he's earned an increased role, especially with Anthony Miller kind of earning a decreased role in the last few weeks. Uh, I have no problem with seeing more Javon Wims because everything you hear about him from practice is positive. Every time you see him, he seems to be positively impacting the game. 
And, and I'd love to see a seventh round pick just pan out as some kind of contributor because that's another win then for Pace to chalk up and say, you know, when that seat gets a little uncomfortable at the end of the year, for Pace to say, all right, well, when he brings out his list of guys that he's hit on, a seventh round pick looks pretty good. Of course, missing on a potentially missing on a number two overall pick looks pretty bad, but it's still some give and take there, at least uh, in a little bit for, for Pace to kind of bargain with, I guess. But I'm excited to potentially see more, more Javon Williams. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, they, they definitely should be drawing out more plays for him, designing more things to go his way, and hopefully Matt Nagy's in Mitch Trubisky's ear telling him uh, to target him more often. But a guy who I think needs to to have a huge game is is Allen Robinson because I was going back and I was just kind of thinking of Mitch Trubisky's best performances of his career. And pretty much in all of his best performances, he targeted Allen Robinson and had success finding Allen Robinson. And I guess that's not a crazy realization anytime you – you know, target your wide receiver when he has a good game, likely the quarterback does as well. But you think at the games where he doesn't target Allen Robinson, those are the types of games where he's not very successful. And against the Lions, you know, he wasn't having early success. And then, you know, I was I said to myself, why aren't they targeting Allen Robinson? Why don't they just target Allen Robinson? I believe on three straight plays they had Allen Robinson for like ten plus yards. So it's almost like when Mitch Trubisky gets in a room with Allen Robinson, it just opens other things up and, and he has confidence throwing him and he has a good game. So you know, hopefully, again, last week's a tough situation because you're going up against Jalen Ramsey. That's a top three cornerback in football. Um, and he had a drop last week, but I expect Allen Robinson to bounce back and be the top target and, and eclipse 100 yards in this one. I'll go with that for sure uh, against this defense. I have total trust in him. Um, and I think after what Mitch saw from his receivers against the Rams, he's just going to be even more inclined to throw it to his trustiest guy in Allen Robinson. Yeah, um, just to the point of, you know, if, you know, Allen Robinson isn't getting targeted, the Bears offense isn't doing much. Do, do we think that's a problem? Um, because, you know, that's definitely something that I've noticed as well. Um, you know, if Allen Robinson isn't doing much, I mean, nobody else really stepping up. So what do we think about that? I mean, my if you're asking for like a panic meter, it's pretty low. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kevin. I don't know if what Kevin Yeah, thinks. I mean... No, yeah, panic meter is low. Um, yeah, it's not too worried. All right. Yep, just, just wanted to see where you guys were at with that. Yeah, there's, it, it, I mean, I know, I feel like we're, like, shutting Chris down right now, but there's really nothing. <laughs> no. it, it's not really a discussion to have just because, you know, if there, I feel like that's kind of getting nitpicky, and I think that his situation is just a byproduct of the overall issue with the offense, so. I, I think that talent, and so far he's been one of the only bright spots oh, for no, the no, offense. No. Wait, hang on. I think I think I worded it wrong. I'm saying, um, I'm basically saying the res- like if if Allen Robinson isn't the receiver that's having a good game, there isn't a receiver that's gonna have a good game. You know what I mean? Like I feel oh, it, this, this, is, this is more about okay. like An- Anthony Miller, the Taylor Gabriels, stuff like that. So just like, so you're talking more like the gap between Robinson and the other exactly, guys. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Then in that case, it's a little bit more of a concern, but not as much because we have still seen Taylor Gabriel be capable of being that guy. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a gap there. And I think if you get the right tight end, hey, maybe it's Jasper Horstead. I don't know. But if you get the right <laughs> tight end, that takes some of that load off and helps bridge that gap. Um, we thought Trey Burton would be that guy, obviously. But 
Um, I, I think there is a little bit of a gap there, but that's why I think you advocate for guys like Riley Ridley and Javon Wims because you know they've shown these flashes of being being capable of being those guys. So my my panic meter, so to speak, is still pretty low on that one. You know, I actually now that I get it, I think Chris is 100 percent correct. I mean, what what I think what he's trying to say is when when you when you don't see have Al, when you don't see Allen Robinson have a good game, there's no other guy in our receiving core who can step up and take over as that wide receiver one when yeah. there's a guy like Jalen Ramsey on Allen Robinson. I think there is a little bit of panic in that situation because you just you know you can't rely on a guy like Taylor Gabriel. That's just not the kind of receiver he is. He's that deep threat, flashy type player. He's gonna get you those plays here and there, but he's not the go-to guy I don't really see Anthony Miller as that guy either um so I mean that's that's something that's going to be addressed in the offseason whether it's in the draft or the uh or free agency they need to find a guy at wide receiver who where if Allen Robinson is you know out for injury or again a guy like Jalen Ramsey or, or a very talented cornerback is on him someone else has to step up and be that safety blanket for Mitch Trubisky because right now I mean think if you're in Mitch Trubisky's head does he think of Alan, Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel as safety blankets especially after the drops and the things that they've shown in the past few weeks? Certainly not. So, again, Chris mentioned that. Maybe it is Jesper Horstead, uh, but I think, you know, with an improved tight end in the offseason and with a draft pick, or, again, you mentioned a promotion of uh, of Riley Ridley or, or Javon Wims, you know, I think that could certainly be a case because you think of a guy like Javon Wims who's tall, he's big, he's strong, he can make catches in traffic. He's that safety blanket type player. Um, so, you know, panic, it, it, there is a little bit of panic to that, and Chris makes a really good point there, but, um, you know, hopefully these guys, you know, I still have, the thing is, I still have, as much as, I've been very critical of Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller, very, very critical of them, but I still have hope that they can uh, turn it back on and, and get back to their form that we know, I mean, we know these guys are, are still superior talented and can still make plays, so, you know, I'm still, I still trust them and hope them to, to you know, cut those drops off a little bit and, and be good. Yeah, yeah, that great points all around. All right, let's get to it then. Prediction time. We still got to do it. Um, a little easier because it's the Giants, and I think we're feeling okay about this game. Um, I'll start. I didn't look at the spread. I would assume the Bears are favored because if they're not, that's really bad. But give the research and development team. They're a favored bit by of time. six. They are favored by six. Kevin is correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bears favored by six at home against the Giants. I think they cover that. Um, I will say that the Bears win this one probably, not probably, but I would hope 24 to 10. This needs to be a two-score win. You, this needs to be a, a morale booster. You need to just take over this game, take control of this game early, and just make sure the Giants know what their place is and make yourself feel better going into Thanksgiving against the Lions. Kevin? Yeah, I'm going to go with 28 to 10. Uh, I like the opposing team, the Giants, scoring only 10 points, nothing more than that. Uh, look, the Bears are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six home games versus a team with a losing record. Um, so, you know, it, it, as bad as it seems, they when a losing team comes to town, they usually have the advantage to win the football game and win by a decent margin. I know they lost to the Chargers, which is really the most recent one. Uh, I mean, they beat the Lions, but the Chargers game is a game they should have won. Uh, so I guess that's another thing, too, is how will, how will Eddie Pinheiro respond uh, after last week but the bears should and we keep saying they should they should they should and they just haven't but in this one i'm just going to keep saying they should uh you know improve and, and be hungry after last week and again with a little bit less pressure just play with ease play with fun and win this football game 28 to 10 yeah um i'm gonna go 21 to 9 um i think um 
I, I think the Giants will kind of keep it close in the beginning. Um, so they'll, they'll get a couple field goals. Um, if, I mean, I feel like I'm being generous with giving them three field goals, honestly, because I don't know if, how they drive down the field like that three times, but, um, you know, crazier things have happened. So, um, and, you know, three touchdowns from the Bears. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bears, you know, go for it on fourth down multiple times in this game. Um, just because of, you know, what happened last week. Um, but yeah, I think Allen Robinson is going to have a good game. Um, like we, you know, I think we, we all think that, um, and, you know, hopefully David Montgomery, uh, can get it going. Like we also talked about. So, um, you know, this, there's a huge talent gap in this game. I, I think you guys would agree with that. Um, and the bears are just better. So, um, I'll go 21, nine bears. All right. Well, it's nice to be positive, I guess, after that, uh, after Sunday night football. But the past is the past. That's all you can do about it. We're looking forward, looking ahead to New York, and a game yeah. that you should win, a game that can start you to run the table and your path to the playoffs. On the table. So, on the table. Um, you know, this is the start. And, you know, hopefully we get some breakout performances. Hopefully we see some guys put together some really solid performances uh, to make us feel good, again, to going into that Lions game, a team that you've already beat. So, you know, get a little bit more and more momentum going into that early game. Um, because there's going to, even though it's Bears-Lions, it's Thanksgiving, there's still going to be a yeah. lot of people watching that game. So yeah. get that momentum going for that game. Put yourself in a nice mindset going into that game on national television. And, you know, just see if good things happen. Expect good things to happen, and they will. So, uh, I, I like that this team stays positive, but you know we gotta stay positive too, and we're, and we're gonna try and do that. That's why we do these episodes. Um, but speaking of the episodes, thank you for listening to this episode and all episodes. We'll be back with a recap, of course, of the Giants game. Uh, probably be a little bit easier because we'll all be on break, so that'll be cool, yep. and we'll be able to figure some stuff out. Uh, Timing-wise, that'll be really fun, but we'll be back with that. And then after that, we're going to have a really quick turnaround for the preview episode for the Lions. So expect some quick hitters uh, next week with our episodes. But as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And keep the faith. Bear down. Bear down. Run the table.